0: The show starts in 3 2
1: Man's- gotcha.
0: <laughs> oh my god, did you see that?
1: <laughs> America's team? Yeah, right. Oh baby, it's a big day in
0: sports. There's nothing like battling it out with your teammates all season long to go win a championship. Green Bay's got it this year. Huge move for them. I think it's going to be a game changer. We have a lot to
1: talk about this busy week in the sports world. Welcome to the In a League of Their Own podcast.
0: The In a League of Their Own podcast is brought to you exclusively by YouTube. Buy Golf Kicks, screw your shoes. By Anchor, the easiest way to make a podcast. By dips a CBD pouch crafted and manufactured in Humboldt, California. And by Streamer Loot, check out the in the league of their own merch line today. Welcome to the show, here are your hosts,
1: Austin and Colin. Hello everyone, and welcome to episode one hundred and six of the in the league of their Own podcast kicking us off with today's one oh six sports fact in the twenty nineteen NFL draft the Las Vegas Raiders selected pass rusher Max Crosby Crosby has solidified himself as the top uh as a top NFL pass rusher. As on the year, he has recorded five sacks and is on pace for at least 14 on the season. Uh, Crosby also has 47 QB pressures on the year, which is more than 10 other teams as a whole. Um, and he's helped to turn around that Raiders defense and has helped them on their way to a 5-2 and two start on the year. Um, I realized as I read this, there's no 106 in this fact. In the 2019 draft, Max Crosby was the 106th pick. So that's kind of my correlation with him for today. Fourth rounder, 106th pick. Um, Kind of looking over the past really eight to 10 years, he's the only name that stood out that is either he's stuck around or he's made a difference in the league. There hasn't really been a another 106th pick, which, again, it's an odd number. But as we all know, there's fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh rounders that all have uh, done their due diligence in the league, and he's just one of those guys to give a shout out to. So, um, before we jump, yeah, before we jump into today's content, as always, uh, in the description link below, as well as uh, on our main page, you can find all of our social medias: TikTok, Instagram, Twitter. Um, we do have a Facebook page as well, which is basically linked to our Instagram. Um, anything that happens outside this hour hour and a half window, three times a week. Uh, Any sports news, we're usually posting it there for our audio episodes, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere associated with Anchor, you can find us on there. The five-star rating helps us move up the charts. And as always, we do have a streamer loot store for our merch, Um, hats, or uh, sweatshirts, mugs, stickers, all that kind of stuff. You can find that there. Go check that out. Rep the podcast, all that good stuff. Uh, Let's dive into it. Um, Kind of recapping Monday night's football game, Saints on the road in Seattle. What were some of your takeaways from Monday?
0: Uh, Monday's game. Outside of the the continuous rain that they had during the whole time, we knew it kind of was going to be a ground game going in due to the weather. Um, The Saints... I don't know. Both teams still look off. Look, don't look like they have in years past. Um, obviously without Russell Wilson watching um, Gino Smith play, he makes some great plays, but any signs of pressure. And it's like, he automatically turns, completely forgets about that. He's, he's a quarterback and tries to like run away. And half the time he ends up running into sacks, I mean, as far as the game went, Seattle missing the kick and the couple turnovers, I mean, that was their game to lose. They lost that game. Um, New Orleans, Jameis, still don't know what you're going to get, really. I feel like this is kind of like a feel-out year of maybe him learning Sean Payton's offense a little bit more before obviously they don't have Michael Thomas, who's their number one wide receiver. He's still out. Um yeah, Alvin Kamara has basically been the bulk of the workload for that team, and he continues to, to do what he does, and they ended up getting a win. It was a strong defensive game, both sides. Uh, what do you think about it?
1: Yeah, it was, def- it was definitely a defensive game. Again, a 13-10 final. Um, kind of similar to that game down in San Francisco with the Colts. Um, like you said, turnovers, ground game, things like that. And when you look at the Seattle run game, again, missing Chris Carson, they just got Rashad Penny back. You flip to the other side, Alvin Kamara, top three running back in the league. He has been for a long time, uh, both getting the ball out of the backfield and the check down passes as well. He just torched the Seattle defense and it got to the point at about mid to late third quarter that they finally started to double up on him having a defensive lineman kind of fall back or two linebackers, whatever it was to kind of take him out of the pass game. But by that point it was too late and they're already rolling with him there. Um, yeah, saints defense, hold, hold Seattle to 10 points again, they're banged up on that side, but nonetheless, they have Tyler Lockett. They have DK Metcalf. They have other weapons on that offense that they're made to score. They're holding the 10 points. um, That Seattle defense goes into that game with eight sacks on the year. They get five sacks just alone in that game. Um, And what a game by DeMario Davis. Um, Getting to the quarterback at will, and then um, on third down, getting the sack to knock him to fourth and long right at the end of the game, and then goes up, um, contested against DK Metcalf, and almost gets a pick six. If it wasn't slippery conditions, that he would end up in the end zone with that ball, so – yeah, one of the vet linebackers in the league coming over from uh, the Jets has made an impact on the Saints. But yeah, that's kind of, again, it, for offensive game, was kind of boring to watch. But um, I mean, on the Seattle side, the, the, kind of the, they had a short sample size with DK Metcalf, one touch for 82, 86 yards, whatever it was for a touchdown to start the game. They didn't target him again until late third quarter. So, Um, whatever the fallout was with there with not getting in more looks, I mean, yes, it's a ground and pound game with that weather, but at the same time, the weather got better. It sucked in the beginning of the game and that's when they had their big touchdown. So why not go back to it when the weather's better? So, um, yeah, nonetheless, saints kind of stay alive and the Seahawks fall to two and five.
0: Yeah. And with also the Manning cast being back for this week's game. A prime example even if the game sucks and you have that on you don't even realize that the game sucks because mm-hmm. half the time you're listening to what they're doing and um, that whole thing so I thought that was awesome to hear Marshawn Lynch drop an F-bomb on live television also to hear um, Tom Brady come in and kind of almost talking as if he's going through film and then almost realizing oh my god I'm on live television like hey I gotta kind of I'm here for an interview, not doing my work study here.
1: Yeah. And then
0: um, besides Sue Bird, I mean, it was great seeing her come on, but awkward, kind of an awkward person um, to be on there. and Not too much football talk there, but yeah, I mean, hell of a broadcast and I'm glad that they're back.
1: Yeah. Uh, the banter between those two. I know uh, right when it happened, there was like uh, Peyton mentioned, he's like, there's bets going around on when Eli was going to make the first big head joke. And he looks down, he's like 12 something left in the first quarter. And you're already making a joke about my head. He's like, whoever had the over under on that, there you go. So uh, but yeah, those two are always fun. Uh, one of the two of the smartest guys and uh, on the QB side of football and obviously comedic as well. Um, there's a lot that goes into being able to have like, just to have two brothers, obviously, that's going to draw people. But just to have two people alone be able to do a broadcast from home like that and have it be successful, you got to know what you're doing. So, yeah, it was yeah, always I, fun to watch.
0: Um, just real quick, going talking about Tom Brady and that football, um, did you happen to hear what uh, Shannon Sharp said about that?
1: No, I didn't.
0: He said, if I would have caught that ball, he goes, I would have demanded – Season tickets for the rest of my life to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. If you ever make it to a Super Bowl, Tom, I get Super Bowl tickets coming to the game. Forget the fucking merchandise, $1,000 at the merch store. I want two signed helmets away and home and two signed jerseys away and home.
1: It's a good deal. I mean, some of that he's getting, like signed helmets, and he's getting signed jerseys from Mike Evans and his game cleats from that day. Um, yeah, and
0: then the thousand dollars in the store. He doesn't get to hang out with Brady anymore since he's getting the Bitcoin for thirty-two thousand dollars
1: or whatever. Or Sixty-seven now, I think. Sixty-seven,
0: but still, you're—he fucked himself out of that deal. Yeah, and
1: Tom, Tom Brady said that too when he was on the banning cast. He's like, this guy lost all of his leverage as soon as he gave the football away. He's like, you got to hang on to that and get every penny you can before you hand that over. Because the second you do, the second you do, he's like, nope. Nope, you handed the ball over. You're not getting, like, um, because everything he got after that was all the 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 bucks and Tom saying, okay, we'll add on this just yeah, to be just nice. Yeah, Bitcoin,
0: as far as I know, is the only thing that was added on.
1: Yeah. From well, his and, requests, the, and the stuff from Tom. Requests. Yeah. The extra, the extra stuff from Tom, too. Basically, everything he's got since the ball's been exchanged is Tom being a nice guy and just saying, all right, I'll throw this in as well, but... Mm. I mean, obviously, the guy comes out ahead. I mean, the guy, like. Th- no way he comes out ahead on that. Well, I mean, for, from being. from, from zero, Like, just by going to the game, period. Like, yeah, monetarily, monet, like, mo- money wise, you're losing it. But at the same time, you could have handed a ball, have a ball not handed you whatsoever. Like, you know what I mean?
0: Right. But to be the guy who had the ball handed to him. Yeah, he came away with the shit end of the stick. Oh yeah, because literally he could have had season, like Shannon said, requested season tickets for forever, forever.
1: Yeah. I guess How I'm much saying is, is that he could have, worth? Been, he could That's have been worth the, so much. Yeah, he could have been the guy to the le- seat left or right of him, and like imagine being that person. You know what I mean?
0: Who <laughs> strips the ball out of his hands? Yeah, and says it's mine, fucker. I'm I'm
1: surprised <laughs> that that didn't happen because there was like two people right there, like
0: you are like, oh, me. are you
1: handing it to me who just stood there? It's like, fuck, if, like, you knew, understood, like, what was, like, the situation. Well, I don't
0: think they realized what happened until after the touchdown went off when they showed 600 on the board. Mm-hmm. And the guy's like, I got 600.
1: Yeah. But. Yeah. Oh, it's fun. I mean, it's, I mean, bringing a lot of, a lot of eyes to that to that team. And, I don't know, like I said, it's fun. And it should have never never happened to begin with. It was funny, I think Mike Evans was mic'd up and they just had a mic on the sidelines. He's like, I got to watch what I'm doing, play with a guy with that many accolades, giving the ball away. (laughs) But, yeah, some other news here. Um, Going into a little bit of tomorrow uh, tomorrow night uh, and some injury slash COVID news. Uh Packers placed Devontae Adams and Alan Lazard on the COVID list. Both will be unavailable for tomorrow as Adams uh the protocol to show the negative tests. Or either that or he was symptomatic, one of the two. And then Lazard was placed on it yesterday, not having the option to be able to show two tests because he's less than 48 hours ahead of game time. Um what kind of impact do you think this is gonna have on tomorrow's game? Obviously, obviously, not, it's not a good impact, but the statistics show maybe it's not as bad as it looks like it's going to be.
0: Yeah, I was just about to say, 6-0, and the last six without Devontae. 10-0, and the last primetime games um, for Aaron Rodgers. I, with Bakhtiari coming back, is Billy Turner coming back as well? I'm not sure. MVS is back. Mm-hmm. Um, I really... Obviously, your team is not going to be as good without Devontae Adams. Everybody – every team can say that about the number one receiver. Your team is not as good with him in the lineup at 100%. But our core group of guys that we have, I don't think it really matters who we do have in the lineup or not. I feel like this whole entire game is going to come down to our defense being able to stop the Arizona Cardinals and potentially – get a turnover because as we've seen from the Arizona this season, the only close game that they really had was against the Vikings where they ended up having two turnovers. Every other game, they've been flawless and the score kind of really hasn't been close. So I feel like with Rodgers at the helm, one of the best game manager clock management quarterbacks in the league Um I feel like it's it's really going to come down to the defense getting a crucial stop. And if we can get that, I don't know. I think we win. I think we're going to win.
1: Yeah. And kind of going off Rogers too. Um, I can't remember who mentioned it. It was some NFL analyst that said it's almost easier to play against Aaron Rodgers with Devontae Adams on the field, because you can kind of trap him, find where Adams is. That's where the ball is going to go. You take Adams out, where is he gonna go? You don't know. You gotta play. It's it's t- almost tougher football without Adams on the field because it opens up Rodgers' game that much more. Which I didn't think about that way. That and Rodgers came out and said he said obviously we're not a better team without Adams, but he's like I I like where we're at right now and who we have, and that's very true. Getting MVS back, um, he's uh, along with Tyreek Hill, one of the best. 20-plus uh, yard receivers, deep ball catchers in the game. And look um, for Randall
0: Cobb to get have mm-hmm. more of an impact. Amari Rodgers, the rookie that we drafted, look for him to have an – like, this is a perfect game to see what we kind of really have. You know what I mean? Because not every team is going to be full strength 100% of the year. It's football.
1: Yeah, And it's
0: about winning the games Where you aren't full strength The ones that really stack up And really matter as you get along Because even in the postseason half the time You're missing a couple core guys So um, This is a real test To see what both teams really have Um, I feel like Arizona I know they're favored by six um, But I I think the Packers are going to win I really do
1: yeah. I guess to wrap up that game then for our predictions, um, what's, what's a, what's your score prediction for the game?
0: Thirty-one twenty-eight.
1: Thirty-one twenty-eight. Yeah. I'm, I'm very confident as well. Of effort. Like early in the week, it was like, Oh, Arizona's undefeated. Adams is out. Lazard is out. They're still missing some guys, but they're getting some guys back. Um, I don't know. History is showing that the Packers can get, can get wins. I I think it's going to be a close one as well. I'm saying Packers 35 34, one point win on the road. Yeah, should be a good game. We'll obviously break that down on Friday. Uh, Going into some other news here. um, More controversy in the Texans organization as team CEO Cal McNair is under fire for using an anti-slur at a charity golf event back in May uh, McNair referred to COVID as the China virus saying, oh, sorry, we couldn't have this get together last year due to the China virus. And he went on to say other things. And, um, I don't know if it was a audio clip or a video that surfaced this week, but this is from back in May. So I don't know why it's getting brought up now, but, um, not sure if what kind of discipline, if any, is going to get handed over there. But again, another thing, of somebody saying the wrong thing. And, of of course, it has to be within the Texans organization that's already trying to put out that fire.
0: He apologized for that, didn't he?
1: Yeah, I think he did.
0: Yeah. Um, Yeah, also sticking with the Texans, um, the NFL – came out and said that they currently do not have enough information about his lawsuits to make any decision about whether he's going to be eligible placed on the exempt list for this season and next season, or just this season. No one really has any idea what's going on with that. So um, I'm sure shit's going to be coming out about that because everybody's going to want to know before November 2nd, what their decision is on him especially when you have a handful of teams right now that could could use him if he obviously is acquitted or comes to terms with all of these lawsuits before then, but we'll see what happens there. And then just as long as um, people barged into the NFL's office today and requesting Um, the NFL to release the whole entire investigation report into the Washington football team I know owner of the uh, Raiders Raiders.
1: yeah Mark Davis
0: yeah he also came out and stated that he'd like to see the report published because
1: if people are getting
0: accused of this and all this stuff I agree with what he said everything should be public everything should be public knowledge if you're a publicly traded company, everything should be public because there's a lot of money that goes in to all this shit. So um, it's going to be very interesting, just like the Rams being in hot water with not paying money to St. Louis. I mean, there's a whole bunch of shit crumbling down right now in the NFL mm-hmm. outside of the games.
1: <laughs> yeah. And kind of with the Watson news as well. Um As far as where he might land, teams are interested. Again, Watson has a no-trades clause, so essentially three parties have to be involved. The Texans have to agree where they want to send a team. A team has to agree that they want him, and Watson basically is the veto or not veto at the end to say, yeah, I'll go or no, I won't. Um, Watson has already said he's not interested in Miami, and today Carolina confirmed that they will not pursue him before November 2nd, um, despite their... QB woes um, with Sam Darnold uh, on the Panthers. So that kind of leaves the Eagles as one of the last teams that we're, we're interested at one point. Um, But again, nothing has came out today as yeah, we're still interested. No, we're not interested anymore. So again, I don't
0: think this guy's going to be on a football team again.
1: Yeah. Again, like you said, the commit, the commissioner stated there's not enough information as to, yes, he's eligible. No, he's on the exempt list. So obviously to be safe, if you were to get moved and the team were to look to play him, he gets slapped on the exempt list because it's better to be safe than sorry of sure. Let's let this guy play. Oh, like all these criminal charges come out. He's actually a bad apple. Then what? Then you're one, you look bad and two, you're screwing over a team. He goes to a team, he turns them around, they make a, pl- they make a playoff right before the playoffs. Oh, nope. You're on the exempt list. Like that fucks that team over badly. So, um,
0: yeah. Speaking of Carolina, the latest I've heard is Cam Newton rumors swirling in Carolina as a potential re rejoining now that he's vaccinated and he still can play.
1: Yeah. It'd be cool to see, uh, uh, him get reunited there I mean it's it from what I've seen out of the pressers from Matt Rule he hasn't come out to say like Sam Donald's our guy we're committed to him like um he hasn't like put that to bed at all he's just kind of still has it up in the air so that makes sense if there's rumors and stuff stirring up underneath because he doesn't want to say one with one, one thing and the next day oh they traded for him or signed him
0: I know the fan base is definitely calling for him to return. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, we'll see. I mean, again, a lot's going to happen in the next five, six days here with that trade deadline. So it's going to be fun to break down. Um, I guess kind of sticking with the, the bad news of around the NFL. Um, former Patriot safety Patrick Chong charged with assault and battery along with vandalism towards a family member. Uh, Chung appeared in court yesterday and pled not guilty. The next hearing he will take place in January. So, um, yeah, another story of a former NFL player uh, getting in the wrong shit. Hopefully, uh, it's
0: not related to head injuries.
1: Oh yeah, just with his so that's like. That's the big-
0: first. That's the first thing I think too. Whenever I hear an ex NFL player being violent or doing something crazy, is. One head trauma. How much is this person sustained? And Chung laid the wood.
1: Yeah, like, he was he was a rough guy.
0: He's probably got who, who knows. Hopefully, it's it's nothing head related. But we wish him the best of luck.
1: Yeah. Uh, more NFL right. news here. Oh, you still got NFL news? Uh, I just had two more two more things. Um, Joe Flacco back in the Jets uniform after being traded back to Philadelphia. He was a third string in Philadelphia. Zach Wilson goes out with his uh, PCL injury. Um, Mike, what's his last name? I don't even remember. I know we're trying to, their backup, who's starting this week, Mike Davis, Mike something. Mike White. It's Mike, Mike, Mike White. White. Mike White. Mm-hmm. Uh, they bring Joe Flacco in as kind of, he's now, now the backup. Um until Wilson gets healthy again. Um, and kind of one of, the, one of the last trending things around the NFL is uh, Steelers head coach Mike Tomlin fired up yesterday after being asked, asked about college football vacancies, um, particularly USC. Um, I mean, rightfully so. He's I mean, this guy's a Super Bowl champ, has never had a losing season in his illustrious head coaching career. Um, and the media is asking him about if he's going to go to a co- take one of these college jobs and obviously he took it took offense to it i mean i would if i if i were him saying you're not asking sean payton these questions you're not asking andy read these questions he'd like um and then he went on to say that there isn't a college that has a big uh, that has a booster club with a big enough blank check to hand <laughs> for me so um Glad to see he kind of – he put that to rest quickly. I know it was really less than a day that that surfaced, and he's like, yeah, this is just disrespectful. I'm putting this to bed now.
0: Seriously, name one NFL coach that wants to go to college. None. (laughs) Zero, exactly. So, fucking stupid question, buddy. Get your – what an idiot.
1: And and oddly enough, it was one of the sources that I saw that might have stirred it up, Carson Palmer, former Bengals quarterback, saying – um, I don't know if he was on a podcast or a show, whatever it was. Palmer was asked about the head coaching vacancies and who he thought might be um, good, like good options to fill those spots. And in one of the quotes, he said was, "It's kind of a wild card, but Mike Tomlin would be a good, a good college coach." So those words coming out of his mouth, on top of whoever else decided to stir shit up, I mean,
0: they need a I, California guy. Yeah. Cali kids are different than the rest of the country. You need a California guy to understand California kids.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's all I have then for the NFL. Um, If you had any other points to throw out there before we move on here.
0: No, I did not. I was going to say let's slip her over to the diamond.
1: Ooh, ooh. This just, just came out for tomorrow night's game. Arizona Packers J.J. Watt out with shoulder injury will not be active for Thursday night's game. Just came out. That's a big loss, ago. but
0: they get Chandler Jones back. Yeah.
1: So. Who had a five sack game week one. I'm sure and he's easier to get back out there.
0: And he's rested as shit too. Yeah, because he hasn't played since then. So yeah. Um. Yeah, this is definitely gonna be very interesting.
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: yeah, going going over to the Diamonds last night's game one. Um, Braves steal big game one. Um,
1: that was a big talking point for both of us saying they have to steal game one or two to have a chance.
0: <laughs> and they did it. Six to two. Um, the recipe to beat this Astros team is you got to score early and you need the pitching to be able to, co- to stay consistent and not giving up the home run ball. They did that. They continued to battle and shout out to Charlie Morton I'm battling with his broken leg (laughs) throwing 16 pitches. And then he apologized to his team that he couldn't go anymore, (laughs) that he was just in too much pain. So shout out to him. Um, The Atlanta Braves ended up calling up Tucker Davidson. So he's going to fill in Charlie Morton's roster spot on the team. Um, But yeah, this Braves team got the mojo rolling. Yeah. um, uh, Morton
1: ended up pitching two and a third inning um obviously a short start for him took a 102 mile per hour fat line drive to the leg and honestly you couldn't like he he didn't wear it whatsoever like on the field you couldn't tell it was like like the way he looked it's like oh you could tell it's like a little discomfort maybe a bruise or something it's like nope fractured fractured his tibia or fibula whatever whichever one it was um
0: his adrenaline was pumping so yeah. hard,
1: <laughs> As you mentioned, he's <laughs> Did not feel a
0: broken leg yeah. He's be giving a gas.
1: Probably after after like walking back to the dog out, sits down. Fuck, this hurts. <laughs> yeah, oh,
0: absolutely. But <laughs> um, what a what a monster. Yeah. Um, that's what you call putting it all on the line for your team to win a championship right there. Like you battle all season long. You fucking break your leg game one of the World Series. You did your job. Your team got the win. You did your part. Mm -hmm. Um, It's up to your team now to carry the rest of the way. And I feel like losing a guy like that just has that much more fire for everybody to want to do it for him because he did go out there and literally break his leg for the team. Mm -hmm. And hey, Atlanta, man, I... I hope that I hope they steal it again tonight.
1: Yeah. To go home 2-0, that'd be and, huge. Oh my god.
0: What's his name? Ma- Magic whatever Mac. Fucking oh, loose, 35 million bucks, dude. Yeah. Oh, I'm Mattress Mac.
1: Oh. Yeah.
0: Um Cause there's a lot of speculation, you know, how we always bring up the Astros and the cheating. One of the things um, about this team that I heard and just want to know your opinion on this. If Astros end up doing winning the world series, 17 of the 19 players on this roster are tied to the guy who has ended up letting go for the cheating. What do you think their like legacy is going to be if, They end up winning.
1: I mean, I think it definitely helps their case if they can put all that to rest and put to bed the controversy that's come up this postseason and end up being clean in the end to show, hey, yeah, we cheated. Yeah, we fucked up a couple years ago, but this team is still good enough to win a series without the cheating. I think it definitely helps their case. If they're never able to win another World Series, then it's like, okay, fuck these guys. They're only able to do it while they're cheaters. Obviously, as a fan fan of sports and a fan of baseball, basically, if you're not an Astros fan, you're a Braves fan right now. Um, Seen plenty of content out there of, like, Yankees, Red Sox, Dodgers, Brewers fans. They're all, like, let's go Braves. Let's go Braves. Nobody wants to see the Astros win. Um, But, yeah, 17 guys still on that roster from that team that was caught cheating back in the 2017-2018 um, like I said, it helps their case if they're able to do it without the cheating, but nonetheless, still don't want them to win. Yeah. And then what do you think
0: about this Braves, the Atlanta Braves, how they have their Tomahawk chop in the crowd, how everybody's like, ah! yeah, they do their whole thing. Um, people have complained th- that they can do that and, Commissioner Rob Manfred says it's a matter for Atlanta's Native American community to decide if that's okay or not, since so he's not gonna make an m l b decision to out outrule that even though they did the logo or the name of the team,
1: yeah Cleveland. yeah, and I know that the um the chiefs Kansas City Chiefs do the same thing they have that same like that's like a ritual Florida state seminar semiole yeah all tied to native american team names and mascots to,
0: yeah dude it's not cool even though it's an awesome like it's an awesome thing to see but like how fucked up is it that yeah. people love to a see thing. that but that's the
1: that's a thing if you come down on one team you got to remove it from every college professional team across the board
0: unless you get the okay from them to that specific it. team yeah which I can honestly see Florida State having it, having permission to do it because they do the whole spear, guy riding the horse. They do the, they do the whole shebang, yeah. and they are the Seminoles.
1: Yeah. Um, I guess kind of sticking with that, that kind of news with controversy around names, um, a roller derby team in Cleveland is suing the Cleveland Indians, now Cleveland Guardians, for infringing upon their trademark name. Every, for everybody who knows, Cleveland Indians got flack, changed the name to Cleveland Guardians. The Derby team registered their name back in 2017 with the city of Cleveland, and has had rights to the name selling merchandise since 2014. So they are suing the Cleveland Guardians, saying, change your name. We were here first. They're uh, um, a team, their, their attorneys, their lawyers said, it doesn't matter that they're not a professional team. They own the rights and trademarks to this name um this is not okay so um Absolutely. The, Cle- the, the MLB <laughs> team has, has had no comments so far they said they have no comment they haven't said anything about it yet so um yeah hopefully they like
0: that roller derby teams either seeing a huge payday or the Cleveland Guardians that are trying to infringe upon the real ones are gonna have to change their name
1: mm-hmm. and since they haven't like like cuz they're still the Indians this year they're not the Guardians yet until next year
0: cuz they were starting to make
1: merchandise for Yeah them. they came, they came up with a logo and everything like they changed all their you know. social medias like everything was that Guardian So the roller logo. derby
0: team should just be like give me all the merch Yeah it's ours bitch
1: or or if the cre- or if the Guardians have a big enough paycheck to pay the the whatever fine or trademark and then then the roller derby team gets a cut of the MLB team's merchandise and sales for using the name. I don't know.
0: I mean, there's money, a, money talks. A, a big, yeah, dude, the roller derby team is going to make out either way.
1: Yeah. New arena, new uniforms, new skates. like New no. wheels. Yeah. Boys.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's awesome.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, go ahead.
0: I was just to say, I just have uh, two more things real quick. Um, Nelson Cruz ends up winning the MLB Roberto Clemente Award for Philanthropy. So, shout out to Nelson and the Angels. Shohei Otani is presented the Rare Commissioner's Historic Achievement Award after his historic two way season at the plate and on the mod. So, shout out Otani.
1: Yeah, that's just what was it the 16th time that award has ever been ever? Yep, ever. And I mean, baseball is. One of the longest histories in professional sports, so it goes to show it's a rare rare guy out there
0: when did I wonder when baseball officially started I think it was like eighteen hundred some
1: yeah it was def- yeah it was definitely eighteen hundreds <clears throat> although back then I don't know if it was the m l b it might have been a different professional baseball organization, but no.
0: It was The MLB was founded 1869 in Cincinnati, Ohio Hmm. The NBA was founded In 1946 Minor league baseball Minor league They didn't even have Minor league baseball Until 1901 So it was 32 years Of straight pro baseball Before they had A semi Like a feeding system (laughs) That's crazy Hmm. I wonder how many teams there were, dude. Because that's
1: insane. I mean, back then, there was only probably 20, 20 30 states in the Union. <laughs> 1869. I know Wisconsin was 1848, so going west of that, you couldn't have been far, much farther west than the Midwest Um, back in the early, in the mid-1800s
0: yeah before World War two they didn't really have that many teams um they had these are oh my god so just when they started they had dude eighteen eighty two were the first teams it makes no sense. Because it started in '69, so they must have just had no teams. But it, the pirates, it, it, pirates yeah. and card, pirates and cardinals were, pirates, cardinals, reds, pirates, cardinals, reds, Dodgers, Giants were the first teams. Then the Cubs. I wonder what the newest team is. Maybe the Brewers are the Brewers the newest MLB team.
1: Well, because they used
0: to be no 69 1969 yeah we are nope tampa bay rays
1: 1998. oh because the brewers used to be the braves and
0: and the diamondbacks 1998. the rockies and the marlins were added in 1993. hmm Huh, that's that's crazy I didn't even realize that the, that, that was that soon ago
1: yeah but <laughs> then at the same time it's old compared to the NFL who's what was their last expansion 2002 Jags and Texans
0: yeah just like the NHL was that same time until Vegas and now Seattle but yeah yeah that's all I got for baseball
1: yeah. I guess wrap it up then. Game two kicks off tonight um, just after seven. Uh, Again, Braves look to go home with a 2-0 series lead. Astros look to um, even the series. Uh, We'll break that down for you guys on Friday. Uh, Heading over to the ice then. What's the latest in the NHL? Basketball. Oh, basketball. That's right.
0: So the hardwood. Um, Not much. I mean – Lakers win.
1: Without LeBron.
0: Without LeBron. He's knee injury. He's coaching. Uh, He looks like he's going to be out again in his second straight game tonight. Um, Bulls, Zach Levine, he's playing through his left thumb injury as the Bulls. Are they still the only undefeated team in the NBA yet?
1: Warriors are still undefeated as well. So.
0: Man, those two teams, fun to watch, fun to watch, and those are the only two teams that I've really kind of paid attention to this far in the season.
1: Yeah, as you mentioned, Bulls 4-0 start for the first time since 1996, obviously going back to then uh, a very different era of basketball back then in Chicago um, as they look to get back to the playoffs and their winning ways there. Um, the other 4-0 team, Warriors again, Uh, look like the power hosts out of the west right now and they're still awaiting a clay thompson return so watch out for that team once they're fully healthy um and then our bucks three and one start as well look to move to four and one they host the timberwolves tonight in milwaukee so um again early season really until you get to the like 15 20 25 games played you kind of see the pack separate of, all right, set up your team for a lottery pick and on the other side, okay, these teams are playoff or finals contenders. So, um, but I guess kind of early on for MVP talks, obviously Curry playing lights out, but John Morant on the Grizzlies leading the NBA 35 points a game, um, 58% from the field, playing lights out right now, kind of picking up where he left off with last year getting that Grizzlies team to the playing tournament. So, um, yeah, obviously being a a part of the West, they have a lot of teams to go through, but um, I don't think they're going to be pushovers this year. Yeah, it's all that's really to talk about in the NBA. Um, Yeah, we'll see kind of who hangs on to their perfect start the longest year. Yeah, now then going over to NHL, uh, what's going on over there?
0: Um, latest news in the NHL, um, <laughs> Chicago Blackhawks, um, shit has hit the fan. Finally, um, all stemming back from the sexual allegation uh, from back during the 2010 Stanley Cup run, uh, the full report has been put out. Everything was publicly released on Tuesday. Um, yeah, it' not good. Not going to really dive into too much of the details for that. You could do so if you really want to do that. But uh, Blackhawks fined two million dollars. President of Hockey Operations Stan Bowman has resigned. Um, also, the Senior Director of Hockey Administration Al McKissick is also out meaning that there's no executives on the Chicago Blackhawks in their organization um, that had any ties back to that 2010 team. So they're basically starting all over kind of with upper management to a team that is fucking 0-5-1, really struggling, and they have the Toronto Maple Leafs coming to town tonight. Not looking good for the Chicago Blackhawks this year. Um, They also place... Captain Jonathan Taves on the COVID list, as he he hasn't you know he hasn't really done much since he's his year off um, dealing with his fatigue issues coming back this season now early on the, the COVID 19 list. Who knows what this means for the Chicago Blackhawks going forward? Um, also tied to that issue, Joel Quenwill, now coach of the Florida Panthers, was coach of the Chicago Blackhawks at the time. He is to meet with Gary Bettman, the NHL commission, um, over this whole case. And I guess find other details that I guess they just want a, a full picture of kind of like what happened. Um, other huge news oh, USA Hockey, also Stan Bowman. He was supposed to be the GM of the 2022 Olympic men's hockey team. He steps down and is no longer the GM of that team. So. As far as the three captains being picked already, I don't know if they're going to have to be repicked or if they remain the captains. So we'll see what happens there. Tampa Bay Lightning, Nikita Kucherov is set to miss 8 to 10 weeks after his procedure and being placed on long-term IR. Huge loss for the Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, They kind of went through this whole entire thing last year. They still have not. This is one thing I just don't get. Underwent a procedure Tuesday for an unspecified lower body injury. So they're not giving any details on anything that happened to this guy. Um, We all can assume that it might be tied to his hip surgery last season, which was why he missed all season. Um, Could have something to do with that. Who knows? But we will see. And then another huge loss. Los Angeles Kings drew Dowdy out eight weeks with bruise knee and Sean Walker is done for the year after being injured. So LA Kings lose two players. That really hurts this early in the season, Seattle Kraken get their first win at home last night, five, to one over the Montreal suckians, (laughs) um, for those of you who the game, Tanev, two goals. And then for those of you who see, they do their salmon toss at the end of the game. Uh, people going home with a, a big thing of salmon. Mm-hmm. Getting some free salmon. Kind of
1: like the Pistons when they throw the octopus on the ice. It looks like they're kind of doing a similar thing in Seattle.
0: Yeah, you mean the Red Wings?
1: The Red Wings, yeah. The yeah. Pistons, yeah.
0: <laughs> <Fuckin'> Detroit, right <laughs> city, just wrong team.
1: Yeah, o- octopus on the hardwood. <laughs>
0: But, uh, yeah, and then other news, Penguins um, captain Sidney Crosby is inching closer to return um, as he joined the team's optional skate yesterday. Um, and, yeah, that's kind, that's kind of all of that. Just going to run through a quick few things here. Connor McDavid, a.k.a. McJesus, leading the league still with points, 13. Alex Ovechkin is tied for second. Yeah. Um, he, Ovechkin leads the league with goals with seven. Also, I saw a stat last night. Austin Matthews scoring the other night. He became the second fastest player in history to 200 career goals, only behind Alex Ovechkin. So shout out to Matthews for accomplishing that great feat. Uh, tremendous goal scorer, tremendous player. Going to see what happens there. Um, and then there are only one, two. I think four undefeated teams still left in the NHL. Yep. Hurricanes, Panthers, Oilers, and the Blues all still remain undefeated. Um, the Panthers take on the, the Bruins tonight. Red Wings take on the Caps. And Like I said, Toronto's traveling to Chicago. My Flyers are traveling to face McJesus And Golden Knights are taking on the Dallas Stars. So, should be some good games to watch tonight. I know I definitely will be watching the Flyers and the Oilers game. I'm going to try to stay up for that one. And, uh, yeah, that's all you got for the NHL.
1: Sounds good. I think for uh, uh, Ovechkin, too, I I can't remember the exact verbiage or what the exact number was, but he moved into first all-time for most multi-goal games in history it was like 80 something 84 86 i want to say
0: oh i thought he has the lead on that by mul- by like 20
1: i thought he just Let passed <clears throat> he might have a big lead it might have been just an appreciation of he's just that good on the road but um yeah, I remember it was eight, I remember it was eighty something games that he's had multi multi goals on the road.
0: Yeah, I think it was eighty-nine. I think I saw that same thing. Yeah, I think it was I think he got his eighty-ninth, and I think the next closest version was like forty six.
1: I so honestly might have kept a picture of it. No, I didn't.
0: Yeah, because just typing in recent Ovechkin records, there's
1: nothing that pops up on Google. Yeah, I mean, nonetheless, he's
0: he's unbelievable. Yeah, and like Wayne Gretzky said on live television, uh, he's rooting he's rooting for him uh, to get it done, and I think everybody else. Who has an appreciation for the game of hockey can respect what Ovechkin's done so far. And it's fun to watch. And for him to lead come into the season, two goals, two goal, like leading the league in goals. Fuck. If he could put up 50, and he's only got a couple more to go until he passes Wayner. Yeah. So it's only,
1: yeah, because what was it? Like he has he had to play four or five more years, averaging like 40. Something like that. He was like 100. I think it was 160 short of Gretzky going starting the season. So he's still either in the 160s or high 150s. One of the two. But
0: yeah, Ovechkin's currently fifth on the list. Four more goals, he'll pass Brett Hall who is the American, top American um, goal scorer. Then next, he's got Yammer Yager at 766, Gordy Howe, 801, and then Wayne with 894. Ovechkin currently sits at 737.
1: At uh, 737. So he got 157 to go.
0: And if he puts up 50 this year.
1: He only needs three more seasons. Add,
0: subtract 43 from that.
1: Subtract. Wait, what?
0: Because he's at seven goals right now. Mm-hmm. So if he hits fifty, subtract forty three from the one fifty whatever that it was at. One fifty
1: seven minus forty three, one fourteen.
0: So he could do that in two and a half seasons. So does that include?
1: Does that include postseason? That um... number, or is that regular season only?
0: honestly have no idea
1: because Cause I, cause that makes a difference too obviously if the Capitals can make a, a push in the playoffs for the next two two or three years as well hold on I'm hmm. going to find out right now I feel like it I don't know I feel like just
0: it's only regular season
1: okay I was just going to say because like for Tom Brady 600 touchdown pass that was just only regular season as well I feel like most of those records are just regular season records. Yeah.
0: It's just regular season.
1: Sounds good. Oh.
0: Yeah. If you add in with Gretzky's playoffs, Added in, he has one thousand seventy-two goals.
1: So he has almost so two hundred more. Another, another two
0: hundred from the playoffs.
1: Mm. Wow! Holy shit!
0: That's wild. But yeah, um, now I guess we could take her to the Erno segment that I got lined up for you today. The first question, do you think the Seattle Kraken in their inaugural season will pass the 40-win mark on the season? That'd be 11 less than Vegas' inaugural season.
1: Mm. I mean, Vegas obviously has a high benchmark thanks to – Flurry, uh, be doing what he does. Fuck. I mean, they're off to a slow start. Obviously, they're gonna f- they'll figure things out eventually because forty-two
0: games under half.
1: I'll say they break 500. I don't think that they'll, be, I don't think they'll break Vegas's record, but I mean, in, the, it, in that Pacific Northwest, that's one of the easier divisions in hockey. It's kind of like the I mean, to make a comparison, I guess, from my understanding, it's like an NFC, an NFC East of hockey up in the Pacific Northwest, kind of one of the easier divisions to play in. So with that, and obviously any, any, any team's inaugural season, it's kind of a revenge tour of all the teams getting, all the guys getting to go play against their old teams. going to be a lot of energy wanting to get wins, things like that. Um, Yeah, I'll say they break 500, but I don't think that they'll break Vegas's record.
0: So going along with that, do you think the Seattle Kraken get to the playoffs in their inaugural season? The four teams currently ahead of them. So if the playoffs started today, they would currently be out. Um, Oilers, Flames, Sharks, Canucks are currently above them. And then you also have the Ducks, Golden Knights and Kings behind you guys.
1: Because oh, how how does that work again for hockey? As far as like top...
0: top top three in each division, and then it's the next two best points, no matter what side you're on. So if it ended today, it would be Blues, Wild, Jets, Oilers, Flames, Sharks, Predators, or Shark Predators or Canucks would get in. You'd be out by two points. the season
1: ended right now i think they're going to be they i think they're either going to be a three they'd either be a three in in the pacific or sneak in as one of the last two teams because they're a bubble team i'm going to say i'm going to give them the benefit of doubt and say that they don't uh make it in i think they'll be a bubble team but obviously right now looking at them i don't think they'll make it but we'll see I uh, might change that, that answer in a couple months here. But, yeah, right now I'm going to say no.
0: Okay, sounds good. Next question. Alex Ovechkin, currently at seven goals on the year. Do you think he surpasses his NHL record of – I think it was 51. Let me check. I think it was 51.
1: I'm going to say no. I think a break. Yeah. Fifty-one. All right. Yeah, I'm going to say no. I think he'll break 40, maybe 45. But I mean, the I mean, I feel like he starts out every year kind of hot. And then it seems like the past couple of years he's dealt with injuries down the stretch, which has made him miss time and um, play a little slower. But I mean, I think he'll get out to a quick start maybe be or probably be on pace like at halfway point 20-25 goals but then i think he'll slow down a little bit i mean still if he has a 40 goal season that's pretty damn good but i i don't think he'll break 51
0: yeah they've played six games and he has seven goals so far so he's currently on pace for like 86
1: yeah yeah like i said i feel like he starts every year hot and then either injuries the the injury bugs got you in the past year or two or just fatigue from the year slows him down a little bit.
0: So he ain't going to hit his record of 50. No,
1: won't break 51, but I will, I'll say he will break 40.
0: Okay. Sounds good. Do you think Connor McDavid surpasses Nikita Kucherov's? Hold on. Let me pull up that. Do you think he, Passes Nikita Kucherov's, I think it was a 137-point season that he had when he won the the Hart Trophy. Hold on. 128, excuse me. Do you think Connor McDavid passes 128 points on the season?
1: I mean, the dude's off to a huge start. I know last year with the shortened season, he was on pace – to be close he if not break it last year. Yeah, he almost hit 100 in a shortened season. He's <laughs> like, what, 90, 98, 96, something like that to finish the year. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, obvious, obviously, it's not going to be an easy task, but to him, it looks easy. So I'm going to say, yeah, he breaks it. Because what did you say? He's at 13 already through six games. He,
0: oh. I think I think they've only played I think Edmonton's only played five.
1: So Frick, if he's got thirteen points five, in five
0: games. Yep, thirteen and five.
1: Jesus. Yeah, he's get He's breaking it. <laughs> Mick Jesus.
0: <laughs> Seriously. He's unreal. And then my last uh question for you. Do you think the Tampa Bay Lightning three Pete?
1: No. I think.
0: Who do you think is uh, going to get to the Stanley Cup? Then, if you had to guess right now,
1: early preseason. I, I mean, it, it's it's super early, so teams can turn things around. My 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 preseason kind of pick was the two C teams, Colorado, Carolina, uh, where was kind of where I was leaning early early season. Um, obviously, uh, Colorado's off to a slow start. Carolina, they're still one of the undefeated teams, aren't they? Correct. So they're holding up their end of the bargain. I think Colorado will turn things around and maybe get there. But yeah, from the from the, the east side, I don't see Tampa, especially without Kucherov to to start the first eight eight to ten weeks. Again, they got it done without him last year, and they had a couple guys come back at the perfect time right in the playoffs, and they won their little run. So they might try to do that again. But um I don't know. It seems a lot more even this year. I don't know if I don't know if the expansion draft is is uh, has helped with that. Just kind of taking a piece of every team and putting them and relocating them. Um, I mean, it's going to knock everybody down a little bit, a, a little notch at least. It evens the playing field a little bit. But I mean, I don't know. Tampa's having a slow start too. They don't look this is quite the same. But I don't know. I might be eating these words come playoff time. But yeah, I'm going to say they don't three feet.
0: Yeah, I don't think so either. I think it's going to be the other Florida team, the Florida Panthers. And I think it's going to be – I think this is the year the Oilers make a run, get through the tough of it in the playoffs, and McJesus wins the Stanley Cup. I think this is the year that McJesus – but what would be the greatest story, though, those to see the Pittsburgh Penguins with the Stanley Cup. To see Sidney Crosby win one more before who knows, him Malkin and Latang, the three guys who have been the cornerstone of that franchise since 2007, to win one more and ride off into the sunset. That'd be mm-hmm. that'd be kind of cool to see that.
1: Otherwise, another team too is the Wild. They've kind of they've are they they're not the most recent. Are they the most recent team? One of the more recent teams apart of the expansion. Account-
0: yeah, them and Columbus came in the same year.
1: Okay. Oh, and they and they never Wild wow, they never won a cup, have they?
0: Nope. Last year, I think it was the farthest that they. Yeah,
1: got. and I could see. I mean, Kaprizov's back, so that's huge. Obviously, if they lose, lost him to go play in Russia, that not that knocks their team down a bit. But he's back. He's going to be better. That's another team to kind of watch for too, to maybe make a run. That I mean. Any teams that have that have been kind of out of it for a while, it's always nice to see them make a run. I mean, even like the Canadians last year. Still, everybody's scratching their heads as to how the hell they made it to the the Stanley Cup, but it was cool to see them get that far, nonetheless. But yeah, um... that wraps it up for the No, sounds good. Um, yeah, then that's all. Oh it was a take actually i wrote this down and i skipped past it last episode it's kind of a funny a funny take i saw somebody i don't know if it was even somebody like credible or if it was just a take some random person i saw on a video but they were like making fun of the sport of golf saying oh golf's not a sport because there's no defense in it and he was like mentioning things of like making golf more fun that like try to make it, give the guy a disadvantage when he's trying to golf. Obviously he's being dumb that like your time, you go up to your ball, you're timed. And if you don't swing at a certain time, a guy comes charging at you and you have to get it past him or yada, yada, yada. Obviously that would never happen, but it was just, it was like a, inter- a funny slash interesting take he took on it. And I guess to kind of, I guess, make it more of a realistic question and take on, on it. All these sports are evolving to make it Higher scoring, faster, more Interesting to watch Do you see golf ever implementing something To make, to change The game in a way that makes it I don't know, I mean Golf is golf, like it, How much if fucking
0: you, harder can you make yeah. golf, dude? And like, golf is very hard
1: Well, I, That's I why mean, there it's are
0: not, only a handful of Golfers that win
1: I guess I'm not saying to make it harder To make it, like I don't know Obviously, as you guys who like respect the sport of golf, like I wouldn't want to change it, but I can see somebody who's looking to put more eyes on golf, make it more fun to watch, like a rule that could be implement- implemented to spice things up. I have no idea where you'd start or what you would do, but like
0: chug a beer at the turn. <laughs> <laughs> like I, You really can't make golf that, more difficult. Yeah, because it is very, very, very difficult. For the person who says, who thinks that, just go out and try to play golf and shoot par. Mm-hmm. Let me know how that goes. Yeah,
1: yeah. Like I said, it was a funny take, and I was like, oh yeah, it's it's the lone like professional sport that doesn't have defense. Or somebody like in football, there's there's a guy in the way of trying to get you to the end zone. And in, de- in basketball and hockey and baseball, there's defense trying to counter what you're trying to do. There's somebody in the way. Golf is that one sport that doesn't have that. So it's kind of an interesting thing to point out that, like, oh, yeah, I guess they don't have that. But again, how do you.
0: Other sports don't have rivers and sand bunkers that are not deep that you gotta (laughs) run through.
1: That's true. You know? Or wind that you gotta fucking. Or
0: spectators that are free range roaming around the outsides. Like, it's tough.
1: Yeah. I don't know. It was just an interesting take. I just wanted. To, I knew. Yeah, it I knew. I knew what you were gonna say, but I just like I wanted to, like, get your take on it just for the show here. But, but yeah, that's all I had for today.
0: Yeah, and then the last thing I have coming out, um, recently, Mark Ingram, the latest to be out of the Houston Texans organization, reuniting him with the New Orleans Saints. So. Good shout out to Mark Ingram for getting out of there and getting back to your squad that I remember you playing for and doing really well. So um, yeah, that's all I got. So thank you everybody for stopping by a lot to unpack today. We had a great show. Great show, big football game tomorrow Um, as a big baseball game tonight. I know we'll be watching that flyers uh, taking on McJesus at nine. If you guys want to see, The greatest hockey player to walk the face of the earth, uh, lace up the skates. And yeah, happy hump day, everyone. And we'll be back on Friday to break down tonight and tomorrow's games.
1: See you on Friday.